Welcome, goyles and ghouls, to another episode of the Mystic Mitten Radio Show. The Mystic Mitten Radio Show is intended for audiences 18 and older, so beware of scares and swears ahead. Today, Jessica and I have a very special guest joining us. We have Brandon Marsh, producer and host of the Peri-Unity podcast, as well as a lead investigator of Transcendent Paranormal Society out of Dubuque, Iowa. Brandon, we're so happy to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. I'm, I don't know if we had to drag you here or if you came willingly, but thank you. <laughs> no, I think it was more of I just owed you because of all the times you've been on my show. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny because we were it's like totally like a mutual like we felt like we owed you too. We're like, oh, my God, Brandon did so much for us. We had so much fun on his show. So you had to come on as a guest for us. So I love this, this giving this, you know, mutual this pair of unity relationship (laughs) it fits the name so well it really does it really does so how you know we're in we find ourselves in interesting times it's been a while since we've talked to you and we have a lot of catching up to do but how are things in Iowa I'm sure it's very different the quarantine situation seems to vary state by state but how are things how are you holding up ours has been really weird so we never actually had a shelter in place order Um, we were advised to not leave our houses, but they never told us we couldn't. The exception is, is that all the businesses shut down except for just like restaurants and stuff. And, you know, I try to support as much local business as I can. So I probably gained like 40 pounds eating out (laughs) most meals because I know a lot of the business owners and restaurant owners around here. And it's like, well, I want to help them out. And so I was constantly ordering food to go or having it delivered to my house, you know, um, DoorDash and Uber Eats. I should have bought stock, (laughs) but everything's been, (laughs) yeah, everything's pretty well opened up now. Our last big step is June 25th is the decision day for our governor to decide if she wants to remove the six foot rule. Okay. And then after that, everything should be pretty well open. So, I mean, we haven't been investigating at all. So, I mean, I think everybody on the team's pretty well fiending pretty bad. We had one place that was vacant that we were about to investigate. But when we actually got in and did the walkthrough, it's been empty for so long. It had a lot of uh, health issues outside of COVID that... We were like, well, we should probably wait because instead of these little cloth masks, we are going to need respirators. Yeah. Jeez. That's something a lot of people don't think about, too, or we can forget about when we get so excited about going to a place is that, you know, there are other safety concerns and and no risk is really ever worth taking. So it's always best to, yeah, take those precautions. But that's pretty interesting. So what was that? What was the, the context of that location? Um, actually I'm the one that got us hooked up with it just because it doesn't have any claims of paranormal, but it's a, one of the older buildings in Dubuque. It has, it used to be a women's college. Then it turned into, um, I think it was, a um, a nun convent for a while. I, I, I don't remember all the history of it, but it's been a, a few different things now the gentleman that owns it's planning on turning it into apartments and it was one of those deals where i just you know i mean you guys have been paranormal for a while usually if it's a theater 
or a school, you're going to have some crazy shit. In there. <laughs> so I just reached out to the guy and I was like, Hey, you know, we have this group that, you know, investigates paranormal stuff. What do you think about us coming in there? And he's like, well, I've never heard of anything there, but yeah, absolutely. You guys can come in. I have no problem with that at all. And then obviously we weren't able to do it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's, um, it'll happen. We just got to wait for him to get some of his work done, get the mold out of there. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Historic restoration wise too. I'm sure mm-hmm. you had me thinking too. Like you said that there was uh, like nuns <laughs> there's, I, it's just my personal, like my little trail. I sniff down all the time. Like, Hmm, where there was nuns. I always feel like there's something lingering. Too. It's just my <laughs> own personal theory. There's no, you know, well, I, I tend to try not to get involved with nuns too much. And it's probably just my upbringing, having gone to Catholic school, most <laughs> of my upbringing, you know, I can still probably stick my hand up to a wall to measure stuff out with how many times my wrist got smacked. Well, see, so they're scary. So like that would be like a scary ghost, <laughs> you know, like nuns. Only are- if they have a ruler. <laughs> disciplinarian types i don't know but that'll be fun when you guys will be able to get in there i'm sure and then we have we have a few different ones we had a place we investigated here recently it was residential and i'm gonna have to go in here soon sounds like because um the whatever is in there is getting a little more aggressive than what it was and the gal sent us a picture that she's got some pretty nasty scratches down her back oh geez Time to go go play asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that kind of like works into a question I had planned to ask you anyway. Have you noticed or your, has your team noticed kind of an uptick in reports or calls? Well, um, I mean, we stay pretty busy as is. Um, the, the, the teams got hurt worse out of this than I think I did because one we weren't able to go into these places i mean we still could have gone into like residential homes if they wanted us to and stuff like that but um we were slated to be um essentially becoming the team for galena illinois which is a hugely historic town in illinois they had president lincoln that stood on the balcony of one of the hotels and gave a speech and uh, tons of other stuff um Ulysses S. Grant was born there. Oh, wow. Um, Tons of history. Most of the buildings are still from that time frame. Um, Obviously been converted into other things, but they were going to host their first uh, paranormal conference and we were going to be the go-to team for it. And we were going to host some overnight public stuff and things like that. So, I mean, that hurt us a lot. Yeah. obviously because everybody was all jacked up and excited for it i re- was just actually like a week or two ago that it was supposed to happen my little calendar notification popped up and i was like oh, oh man. <laughs> heartbreaking yeah but yeah i mean i personally i think there's an uptick i don't know for sure what is causing it i don't know if it's just the stress induced from the virus and then now with all the political um, upheaval with, you know, the racism stuff and the segregation and the, I, all, I, I don't want to get into that. Um, but things are tense out here. 
Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know if it's that or if it's just something to do with how things are lining up. I mean, I'm not a, a, a sensitive person to that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. But yeah, I've, I've noticed that it seems like there's a lot more activity going on. I mean, if you get into stuff like UFOs or shadow people or the cryptid community, they've been getting a lot more reports of stuff as well, especially because of COVID, you know, obviously people aren't out and about. So the animals are becoming a lot more brave from what they were. So a lot more things have been being noticed that people are probably been overlooking because they've just been so busy and now they're not. Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't really think about that, but you know, like you see, you know, on Facebook and stuff like, you know, like, Oh, there's like dolphins in these canals that haven't had dolphins. And like, you know, wildlife is like starting to like, you know, reclaim your nature. But I guess I never really looked at it that way too. You know, like creatures like Bigfoot and Mothman are going to be more comfortable Mm -hmm. too that people are staying indoors and in their houses and not traveling as much. So that's, that's pretty interesting to think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes both ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think it, Moth, yeah, Mothman's like, fuck yes. Finally. It's finally. <laughs> we love Mothman. <laughs> yes. Yes. All well, I'm kind of honestly surprised there's no reports of him or um, some of the other stuff that you guys have up in Michigan shortly before this COVID stuff started Oh, yeah, because normally it's like a sign of, you know, like something's happening, something bad usually. Well, we did have one what the news cited. I don't know that I would or any UFO people would really classify it as like a mass sighting necessarily, but there was um, an incident. Someone videotaped it. Um, I don't know if they ever determined whether or not it was Sky Lanterns. I think, Jess, you and I looked at it and, and thought mm-hmm. it looked a lot like Sky Lanterns, but it was during yeah. COVID and it was confusing. But um, that happened in Detroit. And so there was a little bit of kind of like a news blip for a minute about, oh, mass UFO, UFO sightings in Detroit or whatever, which Detroit for us is like the number one place <laughs> for UFO sightings in Michigan, which I guess makes sense. But so, yeah, I you know, I guess maybe there hasn't been as much as I would have expected, but then we don't know a lot of like cryptid people and UFOlogy people. Like you are like kind of our go-to <laughs> person in that category. You're putting a lot of faith in a shell of pond. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> so, the nice thing about my show is I can find experts in that stuff and just say, hey, <laughs> come on here and talk to me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But that makes you even more diverse, though, because you've talked to so many people. So, Brandon, that leads me to a question. How many episodes have you had on Unity? How many are you at now? Oh, 30-some. That's a lot. That's That's awesome. Just just getting down to the end of the second season. Because I I guess you can call me a little bit of a, a, I don't want to say skeptic, or not a skeptical, but... um, can't even think of the word for it right now, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, superstitious. Let's try that one. Jeepers. <laughs> I know big words and I can't even talk regularly. Um, but I mean, I, I usually do about 17 episodes a season. Um, you know, everybody be like, oh, that's a, you know, a superstitious number. Well, you know, whatever. My birthday's on the 17th. It's my favorite number. It's usually my lucky number if I ever get lucky. Um, when I was younger, I used to listen to ICP and that was their big <laughs> <name>. <laughs> whoop whoop <laughs> so 
You know, that juggalo love, right? Fuck yeah, Brandon. We know all about that shit. We're done with the clown. We know tossing all about that. My, tossing my fago, braiding my hair, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. But, yeah, so I um I usually do about 17 episodes and take a little bit of a break. I have one episode left for this season. Um, I actually don't have one recorded for once, which is peculiar for me. I just, I have a couple people that I'm working with that we just haven't quite gotten there yeah. on deciding what we want to do. I mean, it can go either ways. One's a paranormal author and the other one is the head person of a paranormal group in Southern Australia. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, we actually were up to just under 2000 followers and and Shoot. we are listened to in 19 different countries. Congratulations. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's in about a year and a half. Very good. Wow. It feels like years. I feel like you've been doing this for years. Time is like going <laughs> by so slow, I guess. I don't know. Some days it does feel like that. I, I have to say, though, um, the newest, one of the newest people that, that I got to meet through this is a gentleman by the name of Earl Gray. So I'm sure he might, will probably listen to this. So hi, Earl. Happy late birthday. Um, but he is the assistant director for the state of, or for the state of California in their Southern region for MUFON. Oh my gosh. How cool is that? Yeah. He's had, what was it like? He said he's had worked over 500 cases. Wow. And so I was lucky enough to get him on the show to talk all about ufology as well as him and our buddy Anthony Holter from OC Ghosts and Legends, the two of them joined up with me and we did um, a episode all about Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Okay. And that was probably one of my favorite shows I've done in a while. So it was, it was awesome. I'm so sorry. Did you say his name was Earl Gray? I just can't yeah, like, the, like, like, the like the team. I'm so excited yep. about this. I'm so like, that's the best name uh, with, I say that with all the love, like I would, Oh my God, I'm so jealous of that name. He is, is by far the coolest dude I've ever met. Like he seems like the type of guy that it doesn't matter what happens around him. He is just chill. That's cool. I, Earl Gray is probably the coolest person I've ever heard of, and I don't even know anything about him, but I'm going to have to look this guy up now. We're going to become very serious Earl Gray fans after this, and I'm not even joking. Hey, I'm on that bandwagon with you. <laughs> awesome. Well, one of the things, and I guess kind of like to bounce off the Skinwalker Ranch situation, you have some comments or some conversation to be had with us about the goblin picture that we talked about um, in the second episode of this podcast. And um, it is the goblin picture that we took in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, that has chilled Jessica and everyone we've shown it to, to the bone. Um, So what first, I guess, because I don't even know it, what was your reaction? What do you think about that picture? Just looking at it. Um, well, as long as I don't have to look at it again, because, <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it's not, I don't want to say it's a scary photo. I'm actually pulling it up on my computer right now. Cause apparently I'm just a glutton for punishment, <laughs> but it's, 
I don't know. I've looked through it and looked at it and looked at it, looked at it. Um, the night that Jessica sent it to me, I probably spent a good 45 minutes staring at this thing. And um, I can't find anything on it that would show that this was a manipulated photo. Um, from all I can tell with the blurs, with the blurriness of him compared to the blurriness of the house and the, the trees that it's in all blend extremely well. And I'm sorry, I don't care how active you are in Photoshop or Lightroom or uh, um, 3D art on Windows. Right. You're not going to get that type of fluidity through the whole thing. Right. And the fact that you can tell that it's a, it's above a second floor window, just, it really makes you just kind of go, what the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, I personally, I mean, I agree with you. I believe it's squatted in that Y of the tree, but I don't think it's a hand reaching out like Jessica does. Um, I think it's more of a, that's the branching of another branch of the Y. Yeah. That is, it's covering the other hand. I mean, you can clearly see that the one hand is holding one of the branches and you can see its feet in the tree tree you can see its knees bent the thing's looking at you like it's gonna eat you for freaking breakfast or something. <laughs> right? um, you know i i i was laughing so hard on your episode when you guys were talking about you know it's you know doing the the cryptid tinder yeah. swipe right and stuff and i mean that i don't know <laughs> but i my personal opinion is that it's a skin walker. okay um given the idea that you know it's it's in a native American region. Um, obviously a lot of native Americans have different standpoints of what it is. Um, you know, it's, it's more or less centered around Navajo, but it doesn't have to be, I mean, the Utes have it too. Well, the reason why the Utes believe in it is because as the Utes used to keep Navajos as slaves. And so the belief is that the Navajos sicked them onto the Utes as a punishment for slavery. Oh, wow. Um, but I mean, all that stuff can spread, obviously. And you can look, any, any Native American tribe that you research into, they're going to have Native spirits, whether they're good spirits or bad spirits. That's just how they are. And then the interesting thing is, is... If you look at it, it kind of has a little bit of a canine type head. And so I had brought it up to Jessica when we were discussing, you know, maybe this is one of your Michigan dogmen. Ah. But ah. at the same time, you know, skinwalkers can take a canine form or have features of a canine like a wolf or a dog or anything like that. So, uh, I mean, and then there's pictures out there. I actually sent it to you right before we started the show which I thought was interesting because, you know, once you show me a picture of a cryptid like this, I'm going to go all straight analytical on its ass. <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs> but one of the things I found, and I sent the picture to Jessica already, she's seen it. Um, her reaction was priceless. I, I wish I could have bottled it. <laughs> uh, but I sent it to you just before the show, Hillary. It's, it's a picture of... Oh, let me find the pronunciation on it so that way I don't sound like a complete idiot. Um, it was actually, the picture was taken in Poland. And 
it's it was around 2008 2009 when the pitch was taken and it, it, it's what the polish call is trigoy so that's a polish version of a skinwalker okay so yes and so this looks extremely similar it's the same color ish looks to be of a similar stature and has kind of like long looking arms and long looking legs and it is very similar disturbingly similar to be honest <laughs> and so that but is things like oh god but i think's interesting about about you know things like this like there's like different versions of you know bigfoot or yeti or skunk ape like it's all essentially the same type of cryptid but you know just based off of the different regions um you know there's there's different names for it and different cultures have different stories on it so it's, it's interesting and really fascinating that um you know like that picture that was taken in the sioux in michigan there's a very similar image of a cryptid captured you know all the way around the world basically right, right. And that is exactly, um, you know, something interesting, too. Like when I did a little digging or even, you know, you and I have been kind of on the hunt for this uh, mysterious enigma of a cryptid uh, that your grandmother referred to as a Shrieshka, which is mm -hmm. supposed to come from Polish mythology or, or some kind of Pol has some po Polish yeah. connection, too. And so in kind of trying to dig around and research some of the cryptozoology and, and mythological uh, whatever literature from different places, there are so many connecting concepts or similar things like, you know, and how, you know, there's in certain languages, like many words for the different types of snow or something like that. We may be describing something similar and just have different names for it. So I do, mm -hmm. I think that's a excellent point. Well, your Shriska is like one of the hardest cryptids to pin down. Like, <laughs> Literally, there is nobody talks about it yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> of course, of course. The one that I've actually seen with my own very eyes. No one has any idea what the hell it is. <laughs> right. And the only one that I was even able to remotely find that was anything similar to that was found in Chernobyl. And they believe that they're connected to the Chernobyl accident. So they're not sure if it was either caused by the accident with when the, with the nuclear meltdown or if they actually, or excuse me, they either caused it or they were actually formed from it. So they'd be like a mutated, like radioactive, flaming, big, nasty thing. So yeah, does... So does it is is it described as like a person type thing or is just a totally like elemental type non-human thing in both from of your what cases? I from what I saw, it was that it was human. Um, it had the human shape. It wasn't like your, you know, your little flaming wisps that you'd see in like Irish or Scottish lore. Um, this would be like an actual human form. Some have reported it that it had a flaming head. Others have reported that the entire body was in, on, in, engulfed. Okay. And that's similar with mine too, is that it, that it was just a flaming head. It was, um, you know, like someone wearing like, um, like a cape, but their head was a, essentially a fireball. And now um, you're sure that he didn't carry a chain and have a leather jacket? I know. It's, <laughs> it's like, of course, like there's like a cheesy movie about like basically what what i've seen and um you know what my um what my 
grandmother's mom had seen as well. And um, it's it's super fascinating. We're actually um, going to be spending the night at this location actually tomorrow, um, which will have already happened by the time this episode airs, uh, which would be pretty exciting. So we're going to do some exploration on that. But um, my grandma always said that, you know, her family believed that it was a, a sign of a, you know, a bad omen, like something that was going to happen. Ironically, where I had witnessed it is in the same general vicinity as to where my family member had witnessed it too, um, which ironically is where Mike and I got married. <laughs> so I don't know if, if that's supposed to be a bad sign or something. Let's hope not. But um, it's just kind of ironic that we ended up kind of turning that same space into, you know, into the chapel, as we call it, chapel in the woods. Um, so it's pretty fascinating. So it'll be interesting to see if we're able to see any shrishkas tomorrow night well one of the things for you too jessica with that is you know in a lot of different religions and um different types of um witchcraft or wiccan beliefs is that if you find a place with a negative like that where you're going to be seeing those and they're a bad omen by putting in the positive vibes Absolutely. so you know you and mike getting married that very well could have canceled out that negative mm -hmm. energy there because i mean you and mike are absolutely adorable oh, thank so, you <laughs> so i'm i'm willing to bet that it's more of a positive beating out the bad as opposed to it's a sign that you know you guys aren't meant to be yeah so maybe that being said our wedding kind of shoot the shrishkas away and they'll never return <laughs> <laughs> it's okay don't worry i had kind of planned I haven't told you about it yet because I was like, you know, trying to uh, utilize the element of surprise. Uh -oh. uh, but no, it's OK. You can you can. Here's a little spoiler hint, hint, whatever. So I planning to like have us do something to like make it nice, like that little barrier that's created kind of on the edge of that property and then going into the woods there by the chapel in the woods is very interesting. It's kind of like, I don't know, very like inter- I don't know, worldly, interdimensional in a way, whatever. So if we, yeah. if we do a little nice, push a little nice energy in there and leave something, we'll, we'll get into it in the video that is produced okay. from this. So for awesome. those listening, this is something to be excited about. And we'll, we'll do a little nice thing so that the Shrishkas do not produce bad things. Yeah. So <laughs> I think part of it too is that um, – you know, maybe it wasn't my great grandmother. Maybe it was my grandmother's aunt. I don't. We'll have to ask my mom to get the full story tomorrow because she knows it the best. Her and my uncle. Um, but I think that person was like very superstitious, um, kind of easily spooked. Um, I know I had one family member who likes like. I think it was the same one. Once they saw the Shrishkas, they like didn't like being at the farm at night, like really easily afraid. So it might have even just been that, you know, her own uncertainty and unknowing kind of made them seem like a bad thing to her when they might not have been a bad thing at all. Certainly. Um, and I know like Hillary, you've kind of mentioned too, like the idea that it could be some sort of weird, you know, like time slip or something of something that has either taken place there in the past or in the future that just kind of like, all of a sudden there's like a little glitch in the matrix, if you will. And um, there's some sort of experience that goes on um, in that general area. So it'd right. be very interesting to take a look at that. I'm super excited to dig into like the historical stuff too and learn all we can about that property, like the land, all of it too, because mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of dig in there. It'd be interesting to see what happens. 
Well, one of the things you could look at for your research is look at like ley line placements. So there's a study going on right now in our paranormal world of where ley lines are crossing. They're believing that they're actually opening portals. So if there's, you know, because the ley lines, I mean, the major ones like, you know, that are Gaza or um, your Jerusalem, you know, the, the, the Temple of the Rock, you know, they have those really solid ley lines that actually traverse the entire globe. And they're believing that them powerful ley lines, when they're crossing over other ones, that they're, they may be opening up a portal to, you know, God knows what could be coming out. Yeah. Um, and um, so that could be something too. You may have it where in those woods there where it's, you just kind of have the right thing happening to where you have some of those major ley lines crossing some of the minor ley lines that would be coming out of through Michigan, you know, maybe some of the, the, the pillars of, of that are creating the ley lines for the Michigan area may be intersecting with like some of the major ones and it could be causing mm-hmm. something there. That's interesting. I think that's absolutely something to look at. That's fascinating to me. So uh, we will definitely keep everybody posted on what we're able to find. Can you imagine? Right? <laughs> it's like there's like something. a super weird crossover and we're just like, what the hell? <laughs> there's something going on there and I'm excited to figure out what it is. Got a well, good feeling. We, we had a house that we investigated that had... Um, we couldn't figure out what was happening because every time we went, it seemed like different things were there. And that's how I really kind of got more into looking at ley lines is because it's like, there's gotta be an answer here. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had um, a very sensitive person look into the property and they were able to notice that there was a portal there and um, did whatever voodoo magic type stuff they do to close it (laughs) and um yeah that's a technical term yeah (laughs) (laughs) but voodoo magic type stuff (laughs) yeah right and um but it came something came back and they were still getting all sorts of stuff moving through and i went through and cleansed the house and i'm I mean, I don't know how familiar you guys are. I don't remember if we've talked about my clearing techniques. I do a combo that usually usually is very effective. I go through and do a Wiccan ritual of clearing or cleansing, and then I follow it up with a Christian um, clearing that you know, is invoking Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ and throwing holy water and all that stuff. So I usually, with the kind of the one-two punch on that, have a pretty good result. Um, But we went back afterwards because they were still having problems. And I could not hardly be in the house. I was getting attacked on all sides from it. Oh, my gosh. I was getting, felt like I was getting choked out. I was getting to a point where I was like just unexplainably angry and um, we actually saw an entire full shadow figure walking through the house. Um, 
And so doing more research into it, I actually found that there was like four different ley lines that crossed right on their property. Oh my gosh. Holy smokes. So, and one of them is actually from the pyramids in Egypt that came across. Oh, so, wow. It's just something about that house is just in the right place. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we'll ha definitely have to take a look at that. That's kind of a new idea for us. That's very, like, in-depth and technical, but that is something I know it's been coming up a lot. I've been seeing people talk about it. Um, I've, you know, had a few conversations where it's organically come up, and I'm like, you know, I really need to learn about this and pay more attention to that. So that's a good, good bit of info there, Brandon. Yeah, and if you need any help with mapping them out or anything, just – shoot me a message and I'll help you the best I can. Oh, you're the best. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> you know, I'm like, the whole time a... I'm sitting here and I'm just like, how the fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to ask Brandon. I, I have a program that I can actually put different major and minor ley lines across maps to see how they lay oh out. Oh my gosh. So. That's amazing. That's really cool. So what other... I don't know. This year, you know, for us, this year's going to be kind of unpredictable. We're kind of going back to like the basics for us, meaning we're kind of, you know, finding some little stories to trail here in our, you know, home state and uh, trying to have a little fun since I think a lot of the serious work we had planned for the year. Uh, the game board has changed. That's how I've been thinking of it. Like the board shifted and now we have to like come up with a new strategy. What What is your year looking like? Is there anything fun coming up for you or? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so it's, this has been an absolutely crazy year so far. Um, the, uh, even the year before leading into this year has been crazy because the, the job I was working at where I was traveling all around and meeting with all the teams um, actually had to cut down staff. And so I was let go because I was one of their more expensive <laughs> oh, gosh. people to have. So I had moved into a new, new role. And thanks to COVID, they actually it essentially shut the business down. Um, and so I was sent on my merry way with that because they just they couldn't afford it. Oh. And um, so who knows? <laughs> clean slate. Totally clean, clean slate. Clean slate. New creative energy, new things. It's all. Yeah, I think that's the way to like look at this year is like it's a year of like shifting and change and growth rather than like the year sucking, even though the year does suck. But like try to like put a positive spin on it and look on the bright side and, you know, like everything is changing and hopefully for the better and well and what people need to remember with this too is you know we need to be positive yes the virus happened get over it um they they need to look at it as oh if we lost their job that is a sign that you have like you said it's a clean slate mm -hmm. look at your interviews when you go into an interview when you look for jobs, look at it as an idea of what is it that I wanted to do with my life? Because now I have a chance that everything in the world is open to me. What do I want to get into that's going to make me happy? 100%. Yeah. So, and you can say that in an interview. 
you. I mean, I read it in Forbes magazine. One of the answers to your interview questions is, you know, is it like, well, what, what, what happened with your last job? Just, you know, be upfront. I lost my job due to COVID, but now I'm taking control of my life. And this is my chance. I'm looking at it this way. This is my chance to do what makes me happy. Yeah. And I am here in front of you because your position that I'm applying for, it looks like the perfect match to make me happy. Yeah. I love that. I am all for that. You know, I think another thing. That's my little. I love it. Tip for the masses. (laughs) Beautiful, Brandon. I think people forget too that like, you know, when there's shift or change is happening and shift is occurring and shedding maybe too, you know, that some of that happens because things aren't working. And I think there's always stuff that it's good that we lose sometimes in our lives. And so maybe we can all kind of look at some of the chaos that's happening as, you know, a resolution to some of the things that aren't working and the, you know, the hopefulness and promise of, of being able to create with the blank space and the blank slate in a way. So you know, just because we, you know, lose things or things change or, you know, things don't look the way we wanted them to, you know, because whenever you're, you're like manifesting something or you're wishing for something, never really does it ever show up exactly the way that you wished for it to happen. But, you know, when you get something, you're like, oh, this is better than I could, you know, have ever imagined. So I think that there's no reason to believe that what we're headed towards isn't positive for all of us, I think, even though things are very scary right now. I think it's just the yeah. law of balance and it's a cycle and we're, you know, headed towards it. Pendulum swings, man. The pendulum yep. swings. Yeah, nothing amazing <laughs> can ever happen if nothing ever changes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I hope things are, you know, I hope you have an exciting year. We'll have to touch base with you now that we have our own show, Brandon. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is like so strange again. And you know, um, you can you can invite me on anytime. I mean, you're welcome to use me as badly as I've used it with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love hey, it. I need you to read the sentence. Um <laughs> Yeah. Hey, can you read this for me? Hey, can you can you like jump in on this quick for me? It's fun. We love collaborating. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I have I have this one story. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of about a someone being possessed, but uh, you'll you'll <laughs> nail it. it. It's fine. <laughs> Feel it. Read it with emotion. He told me. Read it with emotion. <laughs> you did too. You did amazing. I I actually thought you were gonna cry for a second there when I listened to it. Well, thank you. She's a wonderful actor. I'm an actor, obviously. <laughs> Check her out on IMDb. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, thank you, Brandon. Whoop, whoop. We'll talk to you again soon. Whoop. <laughs> and thank Absolutely you. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the Mystic Mitten Radio Show. I hope it was worth your while. In our next episode, we'll be updating you on our most recent adventures. And in the meantime, follow us on social media, check out our merch store, wash your fucking hands, and stay spooky. We will see you next time. <laughs>